0: The biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanake Warriors are your state champions in Division Two. The most compelling stories. Fifty years for title nine. That's incredible. And this is the fiftieth anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on one hundred point five ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand. Yeah, a special Thursday night edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, right here on one hundred point five ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday thus far. Alex Strofe hanging out with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, as we get you ready for level two of the WIAA football playoffs. I am joined, as always, by my right hand man, my partner in crime, the Dean of Area High School Sports, the Great. Dennis Semrau, with me. Look at those eyebrows move as I introduce you, Dennis. Is that too long of an intro? No, that's fine. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Good. Week two of the playoffs. Indeed. Hard to believe. Hard. It is hard to believe. We, we always talk about it, Dennis. It seems like uh, the, the football season, you blink and it's over, right? I mean, it's already week two of the playoffs. It felt like just yesterday, it was the end of August, and we were getting ready for Thursday, Friday, doubleheaders. Right, and we've already finished off the uh, tennis individual and team state and
1: golf tournaments yep, yep. with uh, cross-country coming up uh, this week. And then, uh, wow, we've got swimming, we've got uh, uh, volleyball, boys and girls volleyball, sectional volleyball this week. Yeah, Doesn't girls basketball ones.
0: start in two weeks? Usually two weeks?
1: it starts the Monday right after the volleyball, state volleyball yeah. tournament. Two
0: weeks, yeah. I think it is. That's crazy. Just flies by, just flies by every single year. But uh, our area team is well represented as we go back to football, Dennis. Well represented still after week one of the playoffs. A lot of victories uh, in all divisions for the Madison area schools. Yeah, you look at we had number one
1: seeds in Division One in Wanakee, in Division Three in Monroe, in Division Four in Columbus, and Division Six Marshall got a number one seat. But as we all know, seeds don't mean anything once you get the games actually get to play the games. Middleton uh, got a five seed, had to go on the road to a four seed last week and um, Poor Milwaukee Marshall, 55 nothing. <laughs> so that was uh, you know, there's some complaints about some of the uh, seedings. Um, oh Madison Memorial thumped another Milwaukee school. Uh, Milwaukee Pulaski co-op 56 to nothing. And then the Milwaukee Marquette beat Verona three nothing. That was the, probably the that was the upset. Uh, we thought Verona might have a little bit uh, longer run, but offensively they just were not able to do much. The defense had an outstanding season, and to hold Milwaukee Marquette to a field goal and not get a win is is pretty tough. That
0: is tough. Uh, the lowest scoring game in the state last week is Milwaukee Marquette wins three to zero over Verona as uh, as dennis mentioned but in division one dennis uh, still well represented uh, madison memorial moving on as you mentioned a 56 to 0 win uh, we'll talk with head coach mike harris a little bit later in the program today uh, they go to number one seed arrowhead this week which is certainly a tough matchup so excited to talk with mike harris about his squad uh, you mentioned wanakee and middleton they will face off in Wana Key this friday uh, a, a good rematch, a good rivalry, a good level two game between two crosstown rivals in the Warriors and the Cardinals. Yeah, west side, uh, Madison
1: there. No, north side of Madison, whatever you go. The suburbs, Wanakee, Northwest, Northwest? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, Wanakee uh, ended up winning 17-14. They did not score in the second half, but their defense was pretty stellar. Just held Middleton to a touchdown. Uh, Middleton, 7-3, and Wanakee, 10-0. and Uh, so anything can happen that second time it's always difficult when you have a rematch because the team that wins doesn't have to change anything really maybe you make a few slight adjustments but the team that lost they're trying to find a a different way to get things done and I think um, you've got a lot of great athletes Uh, they all conference teams are starting to come out and both Wanakee and Middleton are going to be dominating I think I saw Middleton had six first teamers on offense I think five on defense um Wanakie is pretty much going to be the same, I think, for the Badger Large Conference. So, um, and that, that will be the end of their uh, their season matchup. Uh, it was a home and away the last two years. Uh, they'll be playing some different teams next year, but this could be a perennial uh, a matchup. And just like it used to be, Sun Prairie and Middleton playing each other, or Wanakie and DeForest in yeah. Division Two. But uh, get
0: used to that. This could be a postseason one down the road. I think so, too. And you know how much Jason Perzborn is going to want this win as, as Pat Rice's Wanake Warriors haven't lost in what seems about 10 years, Dennis. Uh, it's been uh, since the 2019 state championship game, the last loss that Wanake has taken. They won all six of their games in the 2020 COVID uh, alternate season, and they uh, went undefeated, won the Division II state championship last year. Now, move up to D1, the first time we've seen them in Division one, but still got to be the favorite, I would imagine, in Division one are the Wanake Warriors. Yeah, they've got the complete package. Their uh, special
1: teams are always good, offense, defense. Uh, but uh, Pat Rice prides himself on his defensive efforts. And, uh, uh, again, you know, holding uh, Middleton, a pretty explosive offense during the season to 14 points back august 26th uh, uh that that's one of those where um uh, Reichel, a friend of mine uh one of my editors said uh if you're not there by four o'clock don't bother showing up because you're probably not going to get a seat
0: yeah it's going to be a, a line out the door we'll get to the division two in a second but first got to tell you about our friends at zimbra condo of course bringing you zimbra condo's presentation of prep mania for nearly 50 years zimbra condo has provided the madison area with quality Honda vehicles, the trusted staff of ZimbraConda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new Honda or a used Honda, it's a no-brainer. Visit ZimbraConda in Madison today or at ZimbraConda.com to search current inventory. Two teams remain in Division Two in the area, Dennis, and we will see them tomorrow night on ZimbraConda's presentation of Prep Mania. You and Jesse Nelson will be on the call as number three to Forrest. Visits number two Sun Prairie East. Huh? They're Division Two this year because of the split. So DeForest, Sun Prairie East, rather than the usual DeForest wanna key matchup in Division Two. You just referred to Dennis. It's uh the Sun Prairie East, East Cardinals uh taking on DeForest, which is our game of the week this week on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. That's an exciting matchup.
1: That goes back to the preseason preview, Coach uh, Brian Kaminsky for Sun Prairie East said goals don't change just because we switched the program changes a little, bit. it doesn 't mean the goals do. Can you imagine Sun Prairie East and West together as one team this year, the way they both oh. played, both making the playoffs? West having a good debut, going five and five in their first season, historic season for the wolves and now for the Cardinals, you got uh, you know quarterback uh, Jerry Kaminsky, son of Brian uh, who's uh, had an outstanding year. Uh, Cortez LeGrant, uh, great running back, and uh, they've been able to get some pretty solid defensive plays, too. So uh, that's that's a team that we saw early. Uh, they had a tough non-conference. Well, they 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 had, they had uh, go in a real shootout in week number two, and uh, kind of wondered how good they were going to be after that, and then they lost to Wanakee and then right, ran the table. Breaks, yeah, you know. have run the table ever since, and uh, most of those games have not even been close, so... Um, this is one you'd like to see, and you got another quarterback too, uh, uh, Mason Keys for DeForest, you, you, so you got two of the best quarterbacks, now they don't play against each other, <laughs> but, <laughs> so it'll be what their defenses do, I'm sure, uh, Sun Prairie wants to shut Mason down, uh, when uh, DeForest struggled early, he was out, he got hurt in that first game against, uh, Wana Key when... Wanakie DeForest had a non-conference game in Week One. Think about how long ago that was. Yeah, not kidding. You know, uh, ten weeks ago, and uh, I think with Keys, uh, then a play against Kimberly, which they lost. And but ever since he's been back healthy, he's it's been a different team there.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Both teams beating area teams last week in Week One of the playoffs. DeForest wins over Sun Prairie West, fifty-three to six and Sun Prairie East over Oregon forty six to six. So both teams only allowing six points in the opening week of the playoffs, both putting up over forty five points. This this has the makings of a shootout. So gonna be an exciting game, which you can hear right here on one hundred point five ESPN tomorrow. Coverage starts at six thirty, or you can watch the free video stream over at Wisconsin on Demand dot Com. Other teams still making runs in the playoffs. Dennis, we go to Division Three. Is Monroe still alive in Division Number Three? They'll take on four seed and the defending state champion Pewaukee Pirates. That game in Monroe. Monroe got an opening round forty-nine to twenty victory over Portage. And on the other side of that bracket, Mountain Horror barneville the two seed still alive, and they will take on West Bend East. We'll talk. With their head coach Brett St. Arnold as well. Mount Horror Barnabell's later in the program today as well. So good representation as well in Division Three. Over in Division Four, Dennis, we've still got some teams alive there, including the aforementioned number one seed, Columbus, a sixty-three to six win over Altoona in the opening round. They'll take on Baldwin Woodville, the five seed in division number four. Yeah, you have to, we can go back to Division Three. You've got three of the
1: top four teams. Uh that are playing. Uh, Pewaukee is ranked number four. Uh, Montmorency Barnavelt, well, actually number five. Three of the top five, and then Monroe number one, and then uh, West Bend East uh, number ten. It's pretty tough. I don't. Uh, when we were talking to Coach uh, Saint Arnold, I think he said something about uh, West Bend East uh, not having a having to travel more than like twenty miles, and they got a two-hour bus trip. So that's where uh, that seating comes into play. You want to be home on a Friday night. Uh, you know, we're going to have some some games across the state. I'm sure switched to Saturday because of travel considerations. But, um, yeah, Pewaukee is the defending uh, state champion. Their coach is a, is a Mount Horv grad. So I'm sure he'd like to win that one and go up against his alma mater uh, with another chance to get to state. But Monroe is just uh, – that the way they run the ball, um, they just dare you to stop them. I mean, they just keep running the same plays over and over. And if they have to run it fifty-five times and don't pass it, that's fine with them. So uh, that's a natural running clock. So yeah, I expect to get out of t- you know when you go see Monroe play football. Don't expect long games.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And in Division Four, as I mentioned, Columbus, their head coach Andrew Selgrad will join us next. We'll continue to look at the bracket throughout tonight as we are with you until eight o'clock. We've got. A Plenty of coaches from the area to join us and to talk about uh, the big opportunity ahead as we get ready for Level 2 of the high school football playoffs. Also, big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. In their 60th year, Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers, and their customers want more. Join a winning team with immediate openings at new, higher pay rates on both first and second shift at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stojobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. Andrew Selgrat joins us next at Zimbra Konda's presentation of pretmania Hold well, on a special Thursday edition of Zimbra Konda's presentation of pretmania right here on ESPN Madison. Alex, good Dennis send out with you live from Park Bank, ESPN Madison Studios. And one thing I love about Mania, Dennis, is the fact we get to talk to all the great coaches that uh, are doing some awesome things. So we go north. We go to Columbus now as the Cardinals, 10-0 on the season, coming off a big level one win over Altoona. Get this, Dennis, 63-6 in level number one. Uh, now a Saturday matchup for the Cardinals against Baldwin-Woodville saturday one o'clock at fireman's park in columbus we're joined now by the head coach of columbus andrew selgrad with us andrew really appreciate the time and congratulations on all the success thus far how are you doing my friend
2: i'm doing well thank you so much
0: so saturday kickoff i saw it got moved uh just on on monday the game got moved from friday to saturday what happened there what what went into the decision making there to make it a saturday one o'clock kick
2: well, Baldwin-Woodville is coming from a long distance right. to us. So it's one of those things, you know, a 7 o'clock kickoff on a Friday night, getting home late, it's not really, you know, ideal for your, your players. And I, I completely get it from their end. You know, you don't want your players driving 1, 2 in the morning, especially with deer out this time of season. So, you know, it's a safety thing, uh, you know, trying to make sure everything is, is cool on both sides. So it is a pretty easy transition.
1: And you're in the what they call the northwest quadrant. Uh, interesting enough, you look at the division four for the playoffs, and uh, of course, everybody—the the, what is the elephant in the room—is uh, Catholic Memorial, and uh, they're going to have to go through the, the uh, Capitol Capital Conference. They get Lakeside Lutheran this week, and then the winner of Lake Mills Lodi. Uh, nice, that they didn't make that a completely Capital Conference section.
2: Yeah, you know, Capitol Conference is one of the best conferences in the state, regardless of division, certainly in Division 4. So not having to go through the gauntlet again, uh, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't disappointed by that, because, you know, (laughs) Facing Lodi, Lakeside, Lake Mills, those, Edgewood, you know, all those quality programs, top to bottom. So uh, I wasn't sad to not have to play them twice, so... You know CMH, yeah, they're the elephant in the room. You know, quality program, a very good team. So, but you know, uh, Capital Conference, we're, we're going to give them our best.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Edgewood. We had that game Edgewood Lakeside Lutheran last week. So they get Catholic Memorial Lake Mills Lodi. Who do you uh, take on that one on, on the rematch? And uh, uh, the rematch <laughs> that uh, Lake Mills had a win that last week uh, was it to get into the playoffs. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, the, I, I know both coaches real well. Um, I know both coaches are going to have their teams ready, and it's going to be a great football game. And uh, I'm not going to pick one way or another because, <laughs> <laughs> and we're on air. So, um, but no, honestly, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great football game. And I know both teams are going to bring it. And whoever's coming out of that game is going to, you know, give the next round a real challenge.
0: Andrew Selgradwith with us, the head coach of Columbus, ten and zero on the year, getting ready for a level two matchup with Baldwin Woodville here in the WIAA playoffs. Coach, you've had some tremendous success this year. Uh, I don't know if you know this, you're averaging 52 points a game, which I imagine, I don't know this for a fact, has to be one of the highest in the state. You've seen some terrific success offensively. Your quarterback, Nathan Cotter, has just been terrific. 24 touchdowns, two interceptions on the air. Uh, what have you seen out of your offense that's just made it so explosive, your your, your uh, ability to put up that many points consistently, and with your with your senior quarterback who's had a terrific year?
2: Well, going into the season after the success we had last year, we knew we had to add another dimension to our, our offense. And, and the passing game was where we needed to, you know, make some gains. And Nathan has done a fantastic job uh, in the offseason and in season, just improving his craft, uh, his ability to read the field is just it, it, you can't ask for anything more. Uh, we we don't pass a ton but we don't need to but when we have to he's making the right reads he's he's throwing that ball right in there we've had some big touchdowns from him and our wide receivers we've got a talented core of wide receivers their stats aren't eye-popping but again you know if you're throwing 10 13 times a game you only got one ball so one week one kid will go off and the next another kid'll go off and it's been a really balanced attack this year which is really Really, what you need for a deep playoff run, and of course, you know we're pretty good running the ball. Uh, we got a you know pretty good running
1: back, yeah, Colt no now.
0: I mean, he's okay. So. Yeah, okay, okay. two no, thousand yards. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, all time yeah, leading fantastic.
1: rusher, and he's only a junior, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's. He's a
2: fantastic running back. Honestly, you know, he's he's one of the best I've ever been around as a running back, Uh, and I've been around some pretty good ones. You know, Uh, there's a guy in Madison by (laughs) name's Allen. He's okay as well. (laughs) So, but you know, Colton's right there with him. You know, he's he's not quite as big, but uh, you know, I see some similarities between him and Braylon, uh, just in terms of how they can see the field, how they can find that cutback lane, and. They run with uh, 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 fierce anger. You know, they're they not hesitant in running people over. So there's some similarities between the two. And uh, we've been blessed to have him. And the ironic thing was he was <laughs> he was a tight end as a freshman. So, really? Yeah, he was not a running back. So when we came in last year, we said, uh, who's going to play our running back? And so we we gave him a shot, and uh, I think it's worked out okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not too bad. Uh, defensively, uh, who've been kind of kind of the standouts for you there. I mean, defense you know wins championships uh, this time of year. You got to be able to run the football, and you got to play. You got to be able to stop the run. Uh, who's been good on that side of the ball?
2: Well, really, you know, it starts with our linebackers. Uh, Colton's our sandbacker. He, he's the guy that's going to you know take on blocks, and he's going to spill it to our Mike backer and Melani Argon, you know, both are fantastic linebackers. Uh, Milani is a ferocious hitter. He, he loves playing the game of football, and he just, he's so fast. It's unbelievable. He'll hit that hole and, and, and make, you know, smoke him in the backfield. Uh, our secondary is really good as well. Uh, Aaron Eckern was the first team unanimous all-conference corner last year. He's back, and he's playing really well. Braxton Nockreiner at the other corner, he's our he goes to the single side, and he locks down that single receiver. And We put him on an island. We put a lot of stress on him. He does a great job. And our two safeties, Brady Link and, and Brett, uh, Riley Knockreiner, uh, really good at calling the, the, the secondary. And, you know, they're, they're run fitters as well. So they, they've they got a dual threat. They've got to cover and stop the run. We've got some outstanding defensive linemen who are largely our offensive line, too. And they've done a great job controlling that front. Colin Selk, Brady Angle. And Jamison Sullivan do a great job. You know, outside linebackers, really, both of them are really good. Ty Cowell, who was a safety last year, had to transition to our weak side. And Jefferson Mulberry on the strong side, two really good physical football players.
1: Hey, you mentioned Lyman, Selk, Engel, and Sullivan, three returning seniors from last year. You ran for almost 4,000 yards last year, so you had to be confident there. Uh, were there a couple of pieces that stepped in, guys that uh, you know, contributed along with them?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of them was uh, R.J. Gross. Uh, he's our left tackle, and at the uh, end of the season last year, he came up to me and said, "Hey, what do I have to do to play?" And I, you know, I told him hey, you got to, you know, work out in the weight room, you know, improve your craft, and you got to be coachable. And he's done everything and more than we've asked, and he's really turned into, you know, a quality football player. And I couldn't be more proud of him. Those are the kind of stories you love as a coach, a kid that just says, "I'm going to do this." and I'm going to make you play me, and he's done exactly that. And, and there's some weeks he's our top-graded lineman, and that's a credit to him. Uh, Devin McCormick's our center. He's a junior. Uh, he's, he's done a great job this year. He was our starter last year, but he's gotten even better this year. So uh, across the board, that, that line, uh, you couldn't ask for any more.
0: Chatting with Andrew Selgrad, the head coach of Columbus, here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Alex Strofe, Dennis Semrau, with you. And Andrew, uh, I can only ask you this question: if you've been as good as you have been this year, and it's a question around how you keep kids motivated, right? Your your smallest margin of victory this year, which is an insane stat, is twenty eight points, right? So every game you've been in has essentially been a, a pretty commanding win. So how do you keep kids focused? Uh, you know, on 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 maybe just working hard, practicing hard, not losing sight of the goal, when you're winning and having that much success. It's, it's pretty unheard of.
2: You know, it, it is a challenge, but we do have goals in mind. You know, ultimately we'd like to be at State, and we know it from last year you've got to do the little things right. And, you know, my mantra has always been keep building. And, and the reasoning behind that is don't be happy with what you did yesterday. You can always improve. And uh, and I've told our kids, we haven't played a perfect game yet. You know, our goal is to play a perfect game, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, at state. That's where we want to play our perfect game. And so we continually want to improve. So regardless of the outcome on Friday nights, there's things we always can work on. And that's what really motivates us that we haven't played our best football yet. We still have some in the tank yet to to improve upon. And so you know we respect every opponent that we face um you know a a game like we had against lodi yeah we won 42 to 14 but that game was a lot closer than it actually shows on the scoreboard you know that that's the kind of game that we needed we needed some adversity we had some things you know not bounce our way in that game and we had to respond and i was really proud of the way we responded. In that game. And that's going to carry us through. You know, playing the Lake Mills, playing the Lodeyes, the Edgewoods, you know, the whole conference really. There wasn't really a week off. And yeah, we, we had some big scores, but we always can improve.
1: Yeah, Coach, when you look at uh, at, at the playoff format, uh, what do you think of the electronic seating? I know people have complaints, and uh, they, you know, the word is, hey, just go out and win. Like, uh, say Middleton had to go on the road, so they went mm-hmm. 55 to nothing that says, oh, maybe we should add a home game. But uh, how does that seating play in, and uh, do you talk to the kids about playoff matchups and whatever?
2: Well, you know, honestly, it's out of our control, and, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, it's what we have. And so you just have to play within those confines. And so, you know, I, I told our, our players at the beginning of the year, if we want to have um, a favorable outcome, if we want to have a favorable seating, we got to start with us. It's got to be nine and all. And we have to, you know, have a season like we've had and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And, you know, you, you, you can't control the uncontrollables, and there's no sense. All we can do is play, uh, you know, good football every Friday and, and try and improve. So, you know, it, it is what it is, and, and, you know, we don't have control over those decisions. All we can control is what we do on Fridays.
0: Andrew Selgrat, head coach of Columbus High School. Uh, appreciate the time. Best of luck this weekend. A, a Saturday matchup I keep looking at uh, against Baldwin-Woodville. <laughs> and uh, best of luck the rest of the way, and hopefully we'll talk to you hey, down the road. No Badger game, right? right. So no, hey, no Badger game. Right, Good point. So you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't got to compete with that. Right, yeah, I appreciate it. All righty. We will talk some more high school football right after this on Zimbraconda's presentation of Mania. But first, Conda, for nearly 50 years, has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today. Or head to ZimbraConda.com to search current inventory. More Prep Mania, more high school football talk right after this. Get over my head. I'm out of my The Zipper Kindest presentation of Prep Mania rolling on, on your Thursday night. Alex Stroff with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios. We'll be rejoined by the Dean, Dennis Semrau, shortly as he talks with this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. A reminder a big show still ahead for you. One coach down, three to go. Thanks to Andrew Selgrad for joining us in the last segment. We'll hear from Matt Kleinheins. We'll hear from Brett St. Arnold of Mount Horeb. Avowed, and we will hear from mike harris of madison memorial still to come as we are with you until eight o'clock tonight here on zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania but it is time now to hear from this week's uw credit union student athlete of the week which is ali sala from Key high school uw credit unions online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top rated service and security that exceeds industry standards explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime and anywhere UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions that are designed just for you. You can learn more about all the great things UW Credit Union is doing over on their website, uwcu.org. And a big thanks to UW Credit Union for helping us shine light on some great student-athletes each and every week. We have a new one from an area high school uh, that are great at academics, multi-sport athletes, and really talented kids. So uh, always so exciting to partner up with UW Credit Union on that time to get to this week's it's Ali Sala from Key. here's the dean Dennis Semrau our
1: ESPN Madison UW Credit Union student athlete of the week Ali Sala from uh, Wanakee High School
3: hey welcome <laughs> hey thank you for having me yeah
1: you're a senior already
3: yeah I know it's crazy and
1: you have survived a pandemic
3: yeah I did <laughs> and now
1: you're playing volleyball and but you've been a multiple sport athlete yeah uh volleyball
3: Basketball
1: and track and field.
3: Yeah, I, how,
1: how have all those kind of worked out for you throughout high school?
3: Um, I've always it's it's a lot, but I like it. I don't I don't really like not having something to do after school or like I don't know. I like being in season, but I I eventually had to stop playing basketball because volleyball came like too much, and I had more homework as the years went on. And
1: oh, you're playing yeah. club volleyball too for yeah. was it Capital Academy?
3: Mm-hmm. Capital volleyball, yeah. I I really enjoyed playing club <laughs> throughout the three years that I was there, and yeah, so.
1: How did volleyball come into play? Now you, I mm-hmm. think we talked off, Mike, about yeah. uh, soccer was the first one. You were mm-hmm. like three or four. Yeah. And your parents started to get you in everything to see what happened, what stuck, and volleyball yeah. is the big one.
3: Mm-hmm. So I actually did not want to play volleyball at all, so my mom played volleyball in college, and she really wanted me to get into it but i was like really stuck on basketball and i was like i don't want to do this other sport like i just want to focus on basketball and do all these other things because i didn't like it at all when i tried it out and then um i played on my middle school volleyball team and i started to enjoy it more and then played club and it was so fun so i just stuck with that and it became my main sport
1: uh, back-to-back conference titles mm-hmm. and uh, uh, do you have a, a teammate, someone who's been an inspiration to you, either an older athlete or someone on the team now?
3: Yeah. So my sophomore year, I played um, with Chloe Larson. Um, She's now an athlete at um, Iowa for track, and I played with her for one year on volleyball. And she also played tr- uh, did track. And I was around, I didn't was I wasn't on the track team at the time because I didn't play track sophomore year. But um, she. She's always been a person I looked up to, like even before I was in high school, and yeah. So.
1: So your mom, your your parents are uh, are all athletes. Mm-hmm. Who do you get the? Where do you get? Where do you think you get your athletic ability from?
3: I think it's a mix between both. Like I'm pretty strong, and my dad's really, you know, he's a big lineman, and maybe I get it from him. But also my mom, like she was a volleyball player, so I feel like I get my coordination. Her. <laughs>
1: so sports have always been a big part of your life, but you mm-hmm. got a 3.9 grade point average, yeah. which means academics. You understand the mm-hmm. student comes before athlete. Who's had the biggest impact on you as a student?
3: I actually had a club basketball coach. Um, his name is Bob Johnson. He always told us that, like, if you're going for sports or not, like the coaches or school is always going to look at your grade point average and your like academics first because it matters more than sports but like obviously sports matters but school always matters.
1: i hate seafood mm-hmm. oh what yeah, happened there a bad experience yeah. or something i
3: ever since i was young like they my parents always wanted me to like try fish and like try a bunch of different things but i just could not stick with it it's like chicken i used to not like chicken but now it's my favorite food so maybe like it'll come down the road maybe yeah okay. so.
1: <laughs> now you have a twin sister
3: Mm-hmm. i do yeah kyla
1: and uh, who's older
3: I am by two minutes.
1: Breaking rights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, how often uh, do you get into little arguments? Hey, I'm yeah. older. Yeah. I, I go first or whatever. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we have those little arguments. I feel like we, we we do fight a little bit, but like two minutes later, it's like nothing happened. So we're we're we have a chill relationship. <laughs> you
1: could end up at different schools, mm-hmm. right? What's what's that going to be like?
3: I feel like I don't really know. I haven't been without her for uh, like my whole life, so I feel like. We'll be fine, but it would just be weird because even though we, like, do have two houses, like, we still always travel back and forth together, so she's the person I've always been with the most, so, yeah.
1: And any thoughts about competing in a sport in college, or uh, um, what, what would you yeah. like to do at the next level?
3: Um, I'm not really sure yet. I, COVID and injuries kind of didn't help with that, so I kind of, like, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't really cross my mind at the first, but... We'll see what happens, um, and yeah, so, but I definitely want to go to college, and I might want to study business, and yeah.
1: It's Something about strength training. Though. Oh yeah, I understand that too. you have a love for yeah. uh, for working out. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, are there a lot of female uh, strength uh, conditioning coaches out there?
3: I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I might want to g- go into that path too, and like we'll see how it goes. But I. It'd be cool to be a strength coach. So. Maybe
1: kinesiology, too, something yeah, like mm-hmm. that, that, range. Mm-hmm. And what's made Wanakee so special as a community? I mean, it's the only Wanakee in the world, they I say. Know, yeah. So what do you love about your hometown?
3: Well, I love how, like, everyone's very competitive, and, like, it's, it's, a, it's a big school for um, sports. Like, people love to, I don't know, compete there. Like, we always are good at something, you know? But everyone also likes to be very, like, academic, they're, they they like to work hard at school too, so it's it's kind of both ways. So, and also I love the relationships I've made there. So yeah.
1: Is that the relationships is that way you can remember the most. Mm-hmm. The yeah, for there? sure.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, dream job 20, 20 years down the road, what can you see yourself doing?
3: If I was like a strength coach at a college for any sport, I feel like that would be cool. Like that just that's. That'd so, be really So cool. you have a dream. Yeah, I do have a dream. <laughs>
1: Outstanding. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ellie Sala from Wanakee High School. Have a great senior year.
0: Thank you. That's this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ali Sala from Wanaquia. A big thanks to the dean, Dennis Semrau, for that. Got to tell you quick about our friends over at Electrolyte, which is the best electrolyte beverage for premium hydration. Whether you're working outdoors, exercising, feeling under the weather, or just need a pick me up, Electrolyte is the drink for you. Made with glucose as a natural sweetener, Electrolyte uses that in order to provide immediate recovery and is packed with more electrolytes than leading hydration drinks. Electrolyte is scientifically formulated to allow immediate absorption of essential minerals. Electrolyte, total hydration for every occasion. The head coach of Mount Hora Barnaveld Brett St. Arnold joins us next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Mania. Rolling on a special Thursday edition of zimbraconda's presentation of prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app and wisconsin on demand Alex stroke Dennis Semra. The Dean with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Uh Dennis, you're you're manufacturing energy over there as you chug your Mountain Dew. Uh we're going to talk to a guy now that doesn't need to manufacture energy. That would be the head coach of mountain Horror barneveld 9 and 1 on the Erie 2 seed in Division 3. That's the great Brett St. Arnold with us now. Coach, uh, level two of the playoffs already among us. How jacked up are you to be uh, this time of the year? And The weather doesn't suck either.
4: No, it's been fantastic. I mean, this time of the year is the best time of the year. I think that it's it's Wisconsin football. I mean, last week wasn't Wisconsin football. That was like Florida football last week. <laughs> so um, having to uh, get a little bit crisp air in the, going on in level two, we're all ready to go.
0: So coming off a win over Stoughton in level one of the playoffs, got West Bend East coming up on on Friday night uh, in Mount Hora. But i, I got to ask about that Stoughton matchup. You saw them just t- a couple weeks ago, week eight of the regular season. You see them two weeks later in level one. You win both matchups. But I imagine it's tough seeing a, a, a team twice and in that short period because they really know what you're going to throw at them.
4: Yeah, it's always tough when you got that, that sort of matchup. Uh, two weeks, uh, three, you know, you played them week eight and had a week off week nine and played in week 10. Yeah, so you, you kind of know what they're going to throw at you, but you also know what they're going to throw at you. I mean, um, so for us, uh, offensively, it took us a little bit to get rolling, but defensively, we were, we were a bit sound uh, as can be. I think that by the end of the time when we got our starter zone, we had only given up about 40 50 yards of offense. So, um, you know, our defense was on point. Our offense took uh, to about the second half to really get rolling, but. Uh, and that's just part of the thing with the playoffs, right? Yeah, I, I remember, that, I think there was a time and a place where you didn't play conference opponents in the first round of playoffs and they really tried to avoid that. But, um, yeah, I know that that's not the case anymore, but you've you got to play whoever. You've got to play everybody, right? So, I mean, uh, whoever you get on the first week, uh, you, you play them, and whether you know them well or not, and then you go on to the second week, and there you go. That night you start seeing people you've never seen before. Uh, with West Bend East, I, you know, I don't know the chances of us ever – Playing West Bend East ever again probably um, are very few and far between. So it, this is a fun time of year.
1: Yeah, both you guys were ranked. Uh, West Bend East was tenth in the final coaches poll. You guys were fifth. Uh, you look at uh, you start out the season with a close one with McFarland, and then you lose to Monroe, who's been a juggernaut all year. A close one to the and ever since then, you kind of kicked in. And last year, you had a lot of close games. When you you talked about uh, maybe overachieving a little bit last year, but what uh, what was was there when the switch kind of went on this year, where the guys really believe that they could be a dominant uh, team on both sides of the ball?
4: Well, we knew coming into the season, we had we were going to be starting seven, eight underclassmen on each side of the ball, um, and I'm talking sophomores and juniors. Uh, I consider them underclassmen. Uh, when that happens, you know, you're going to experience some growing pains, uh, which is exactly what we saw in the McFarlane and Monroe game, um, and even the DeForest game a little bit. Uh, but after the DeForest game, I, I felt like the plane, I, I, I've been referencing the plane uh, thing all year about how we were on the kind of tarmac, and then you take off, and then you you try to get to 30,000 feet, and once you get to 30,000 feet, you've reached your peak. Um, we've been... In the air, almost uh, starting to coast towards getting close to 30,000 feet now for a while. Um, But it took a while for us to get off the ground, um, get some consistency going. Uh, You know, in the beginning of the season against McFarland, we dropped seven balls uh, just to start the year. I mean, Casey's numbers in that first game were, were kind of brutal because we had seven drops from our receivers. Um so I mean that was just the small growing pains. And as we went throughout the year we started to develop and grow, which is exactly what I kind of expected out of this team. So when we really started hitting stride, um even the MG game, we left fourteen points off the board. So I mean there you go in the middle of the season, you're still kind of seeing some of that youth play out. Um where, you know, we could have put a lot more points on the board and didn't. Uh defensively we gave up some plays that we shouldn't have uh so it's one of those things that we've been slowly but every week you can just start to see these glimmers and these holes that were once from our youth start to get filled um and that's what makes us I think a truly dangerous team because if you look at our stats they're so equal I mean we've got close to 2,000 yards passing and 1,700 yards rushing it's just so balanced attack that um it, with our even with our youth it's just it's been starting to become a problem for people.
1: Well, last year you lost in the first round of the playoffs, and uh, it was kind of a even upset to Alaska, but hey Onalaska's proven to be a pretty good program this year uh, but you still got that uh the elephant in the room monroe uh if you you got one more game, how tough is it uh, you got to get through West Ben East before you could get to Monroe you got to keep the kids focused
4: yeah, one hundred percent I think that um Uh, you know, you you got a really tough task with, uh, you know, them looking ahead. That was the one thing about when we played McFarland at the beginning of the year. I think they were more focused on Monroe than they were McFarland. Um, And I think that that kind of played to our uh, little bit of woes against McFarland in that first first game. But some of that comes down to, again, like the youth I was talking about. But that's our job as a coach, right, coaches to keep them focused on the task at hand. You know, West Bend East is a, is really big up front. They're physical. They're power football. It's the North Shore Conference. That's what they do. Um, so we have to match that physicality, and it's it's going to prepare us for whoever we play. If it's Monroe or Pewaukee, which are both you know that wing key power of football, this this West Bend East team, if we can find a way to win this game, uh, it's really going to prepare us both physically and mentally for a matchup between either of those two giants. Because I mean, I think that no matter who we play. If we beat West, Bend, East, uh, whoever we play in the next round, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, obviously, you're talking about as far as the final rankings, you had Pewaukee, and Monroe in the top three, and we were five. So we have three of the top five teams uh, in one, one pod. So you got some really good teams in our pod that are, um, I think, that uh, can give anybody problems, and let alone us playing each other.
0: Chatting with Mountain Horror Barneveld head coach Brett St. Arnold here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I got to ask then about the electronic seating. I mean, this is year two uh, of it, Brett. I, I know some coaches are critical, some coaches like it, some coaches are indifferent. What, what do you make of the electronic seating now through two years?
4: I mean, I, I think that sometimes, you know, coaches, uh, we kind of know for the most part, um, but it's really difficult sometimes when you get a and I, and I mean this with all due respect, there's some conferences are tougher than others, right? And, and, and if, uh, as an example, uh, with the Badger uh, Large, as an example, I'll use them as an example. Uh, Wana Key beating somebody like Sun Prairie East and, and having to play some of these other tough schools and then and, and, uh, going undefeated, the, their strength of schedule is pretty high. And sometimes, other, let's say that uh, Wana Key lost a game. To Sun Prairie East, as an example, and they go on eight and one, and this other team comes in nine and zero oh from a from a weaker conference. And well, they say, well, we deserve the one over for over one a key because we're nine and zero. Oh. Those kind of arguments happen when the coaches made that decision. Well, kind of the computer takes that into account now, which is which is nice to see that uh, it kind of takes away the sort of the bickering that would go on. Um, so I'm kind of indifferent. I think that uh, I think that it, it's relatively fair, and it, it seemed to have shaken out the way it's supposed to. I mean, you didn't see too many upsets in the first round. Um, and so for the most part, I think it gets it right. Um, I think last year when we got the two seed and on Alaska got the, the seven, I remember saying exactly when they got that on Alaska is not a seven seed. Uh, they, you know, they took, they took Baraboo to, uh, the brink and that was with a healthy Luna Larson. So, um, they actually had the lead in the final minute and Baraboo had to score of 17 seconds left to beat on Alaska. So I was like, they're good. They're a good football team. So I knew coming into that game that, you know, they weren't a true seven seed, but the record said they were a seven seed. So I guess that sometimes the computer's going to get it right, and sometimes the computer's going to get it wrong. But you got to again, you got to play everybody anyways. So uh, I guess kind of doesn't really matter. Um, you know, the only thing that stinks for somebody like West Bend is getting a three seat and having to travel two hours over here to play us.
1: That and you mentioned the uh, well, the Pewaukee. Uh, that's coached by a former Mount Horeb guy too.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Little... Yeah, and. I and –
4: yeah, I, I, co- I actually coached Justin in the All Star game back in 2014, so we have a relationship. We're, you know, he's a friend of mine. So, um, uh, so yeah, there's that there's that dynamic to it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always a lot of fun um, for you. Uh, again, I, I like a the theme here: defense wins championships. Uh, who's been the studs on that side of the ball for you? I know you had some pretty good guys coming back, uh, but uh, how's that side been for you?
4: Well, Eli Krantz has been the heart and soul backbone of our defense, our middle backer. You know, he's uh, he's got uh, – I just had two more sacks on Friday, so I think that takes his tally up to eight sacks, and he's got about 16 tackles for a loss. He's over 100, 100 tackles. He's just a sideline-to-sideline side guy, um, fast, strong, 6'2", 215, um, does everything well. Uh, there's not, a, there's, And he's been playing in basically the entire season with a broken hand. He's had his hand club the whole year. So I was like, can you imagine if this kid had both of his hands to use? <laughs> he's only been playing with one hand. So he's been a game game changer for us. I mean, obviously we've got a couple of really good corners um, in LJ and Chris, and, and they've been able to lock down people. They've been left on an island a lot this year, and, and they had, LJ has barely been thrown at. And when Chris does get thrown at because he's a, everyone sees that he's a sophomore, they realize that you can't really throw on the kid because he's got great speed and he covers well. I know we got two really good safeties and, and Ethan Tranel, baseball player turned football player, uh, only been playing football for a year and he's had six interceptions this year. Uh, his ball skills are pretty incredible. Uh, and then Tyler, who's been our outside backer, who's been a, a starter for us for three years, uh, he's just a he tackles extremely well. He's very fast. He's good in pass game. He's great in run. Um, those are the kind of guys that have been our playmakers for us that have really solidified our defense. And I really think that over the last couple of weeks, we've really seen that come together. Um, our defense really developed into what we thought it could. Um, having to replace all of our D line last year was a big issue, but um, uh, it took some it took some time for that. But I think we're on the right track right now.
0: Brett, last thing for me is, you know, you, you have one loss in the season, as I mentioned earlier, to Monroe, and that, that happened in week two. That's two months ago, right? So how do you keep yep. these kids focused? You know, you've had a couple tests along the way by all means, but you've been very successful the last two months. So how do you keep these kids locked in, focused, and, and you know, making sure their eyes remain on the prize?
4: You know, it can be challenging at times um, to keep them humble. I think that it's important for us to uh, continually keep them uh, – grounded you'll remind them every week you know we kind of um uh, we do our theme of the week and you know our theme of the week is always uh we're not where we want to be yet right uh we haven't achieved uh uh where we want to uh, what our goals are right now yet you know we haven't put a complete game together which we haven't there hasn't been a game where we've dominated on defense and dominated on offense and dominated on special teams there hasn't been a game yet there's been games where we've had a really good offense a really good special teams day and defense was a little There's been times where we've had good defense a day and offense was off, as an example. I want to see us put together a game. So you kind of get them in the mindset that let's put an actual full game together and see what happens then. I mean, if we can do that and keep our eyes where it needs to be, focused on us, because that's what we can control is us, uh, then I think we'll be all right. I think that uh, you you spend so much time worrying about other people uh, that you don't worry about yourselves. And really, in home, is where you got to take care of most of your issues. Uh, so if we keep them grounded and not focused on, oh, well, we're playing this team, we're playing this team. No, we worry about us. And if we worry about us, we're going to be just fine. And I think that that's one of the big keys that we've had is making sure that we're correcting the things that we need to correct, not necessarily focusing on who we're playing, what somebody does, whatever, you know, what kind of offensive style they run, defensive style, whatever. What can we control, you know, Let's let's fix the penalties, as an example. Let's uh, let's make sure we're making uh, making the catch, not turning the ball over. These sort of things that we remain um, kind of focused on us, uh, and at the end of the day, I think that the rest of it will take care of itself. Um, but you know, Mount Horeb hasn't ever been; they're not historically they have they don't make deep run playoff runs. Uh, so, getting them prepared for this time of year is is kind of uh, is can be sort of challenging because now you start to worry about. Fatigue and, and and the whole mental process, you know, where a, a school like Wanna Key, which year in year out, uh, is has had this, has been playing in these games, and and they understand that it's going to be a 13, 14 week season every year. Um, getting them to stay to stay focused uh, while all these distractions are going on is 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 a sort of a challenge, but I think we're up for it.
1: Well, that, that, you made a good point right there. The extra practice time, we talked with the Marshall coach about this, that you get for the younger players. You've got a lot of younger players, sophomores and juniors, that aren't sophomores and juniors anymore. They're juniors and seniors, right, with all the playing time they've Correct. got? But they get that extra time in there. Is that something you try to emphasize with them that keep working because this is only going to make you better next year?
4: 100%. I think that you, you use, a lot of, use a lot of your sophomores for your scout team. now. A lot of your GV kids. And you tell this is kind of the time where you get to show, you know, what what the future is going to be. This is where you're going to show us exactly who you're going to be. Um, this is kind of your sort of uh, interview process, right? You know, what kind of player are you going to be for us in the future? Um, by you going hard, it sets a sets the tone for us uh, at the varsity level. Like, you know, if they've got a really fast running back, I need you to run as fast as you can. Work as hard as you can because what you the kind of look you give us is super important. But it also then sets kind of the, again tone for your class, you know. And, and I think that that is helpful when you especially when you're building the program that you want, getting these extra practices, getting you know then to be around uh, all of us coaches at all for a lot longer. Um, I think that that just kind of helps build that mentality and that focus in your program.
0: A 3-2 matchup on Friday. West Band East heads to Mountain Horror Barnevelle, the head coach of the Vikings, Brett St. Arnold. We appreciate the time, my friend. Keep up the good work, and we hope to talk to you down the line. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. It's Brett St. Arnold here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Pretmania. We'll continue the conversation after this. But first, UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime and anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions that are designed for you. Learn more at UWCU. Dot org. Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania continues next. The biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Waneky Warriors are your state champions in Division Two. The most
1: compelling stories. Fifty years for title nine. That's incredible. And this is the
0: fiftieth anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on one hundred point five ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand. Zimper presentation of Prep Mania rolling on on your Thursday night hour number two. A big thanks to all the coaches who have joined us tonight. More to come for you as well. Four coaches joining us tonight. So Uh, We've got to use our time wisely while we have it, and I'm going to spend my time telling you about our friends at Nations Lending Monona, which finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are, whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing. They've got your back. They'll act as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership, from drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues, because that's how they help you home. Go to nationsmadison.com. To get started today, Nation's Lending Home Loans made human. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the dean of Area High School sports, the great Dennis Semrau. And Dennis, you do it every postseason. I'm so excited to get into it. Here we go. Your picks for all seven divisions, rapid fire. We we will go final four and your champion in all seven divisions. We start with Division One. Well,
1: I already lost one there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. My final four teams
1: were Wanakee, McWanago, Bayport, and Verona. Oh, sorry, Wildcats. maybe I jinxed you last year. it Was Modohor Barnaveld going out in week one? I thought they might have a longer run than one week. But uh, yeah, I've got Wanakee over McWanago. We saw Monaco and w- McWanago and Win staying just rush for four hundred and seventy yards, thirty-eight carries, six touchdowns, and that was Sun Prairie East lost that game. Uh, Fifty-five to forty-five. So at that point, I thought McGuanago, Yeah, this is a pretty good-looking team. They ended up uh, losing during the season, but uh, you know, that Classic Eight is such a tough conference. But they're opposite side of the bracket. Uh, um, and where we got here? uh Oh, we're getting they're lost the, already. Okay, in the bottom. Uh, that's right in the bottom. I'm looking there. Arrowhead and and. Uh, is the top of the bracket that that's where uh, Verona was, and then you have Mesquitos actually the number one, McWanago's the number two, but uh, you can throw those teams into a hat and just pick out yeah, one no at t- tournament time. So I think McQuanago going to, I think, going to emerge from that one. Wanakee first year in Division One, uh, it'd be historic season for Wanakee because Pat Rice has won Division Three and two titles. No coach has ever won three titles in three different divisions as far as I can find.
0: Well, I imagine Pat Rice is the guy for that job. And uh, the way they're playing, I would not doubt Wanakiel. Let's move on to Division Two. your final four teams in that division. You still got all four there?
1: Yep. Uh, Sun Prairie (laughs) East over Hartford. That's my pick there. After watching Sun Prairie East, we just mentioned that McGuanagoe game they had, which was phenomenal. They started out a little slow again. uh, The one thing I thought with Sun Prairie East this year would be their depth. Because they had a split to split two schools, some they've got some def- good defensive players who are playing for the Wolves at Sun Prairie West. But when you got the co- coach's son, the quarterback Jerry Kaminsky, and Cortez the Grant, that one-two punch of offense is pretty tough to stop. You got to be able to run the football, and when you got a quarterback who can run the football like Jerry can, that I think that's a definite advantage come this time. But they're going to have to get through to the Forest Norskis, who started out a little slow they've got a, you know quarterback of their own in Mason Keys so that that's that good matchup we got uh, on this friday night but i think uh, sun Paris is going to survive and get hartford and then you got west up here and brookfield central i think are the other two teams to come out of their respective brackets i love it let's move on to division number 3 dennis Number three, uh, this is a team last year that knocked off. Uh, I thought Bearbu had a chance for a good run, and they ran up against Onalaska. I was like, how good is Onalaska? Well, On is ten and zero right now this year. They finished up uh, number two in the Division Three poll, and uh, number one happened to be uh, Monroe, who's on the other side. There you go. Um, uh, but and they're also uh, so you, I've got uh, Onalaska and. Uh, Monroe's number one, but I think Montmorency Barnveld is going to get him this time. Oh,
0: that, that, that's St. Arnold that, will be happy to hear that. That's my
1: upset. So I've got, but I've actually got on Alaska over Montmorency Barneveld, Thinking if if I pick them, they're going to lose. If I don't pick them, they're going to win. So maybe I give them some good luck there. And West Salem, who uh, Todd Sommerfeld over the cross Tribune said just having an outstanding season, both on Alaska and West Salem, I think are going to be in in the. Uh, in the brackets, along with Grafton. But, uh, yeah, Monroe, uh, that that rematch, that second time, Monroe's going to have to uh, make a few adjustments. I think Monthard Barneval will be ready for him this time.
0: Uh, we got our Division four. There's a team by the name of Catholic Memorial that's uh, owned that division in recent years. Uh, Dennis, I imagine you have them probably doing the same here in 2022.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, they're going to have to get through the Capitol Conference, though. And, uh, you know, we're, we talk with, uh, with Coach... Uh, uh, Selgrad from uh, Columbus about you know how good his team is. There, they got away from that bracket with Catholic Memorial, which we can call the Capitol Conference bracket, which had Lakeside Lutheran beating Edgewood last week, and this week we've got Lake Mills and Lodi going head to head. So. Uh, Whoever that, you who said the sacrificial lamb from last week was going to get Catholic Memorial this week. Uh, I think they'll go through and uh, they'll take care of Racine St. Kates in the semifinals. And the other side, Columbus going to the Northwest Quadrant. Uh, They've got Baldwin, uh, Woodville this week. And then uh, possible, uh, well, Ellsworth has had a pretty good season. But I think it's going to be Catholic Memorial over Columbus, and then Little Shoot's going to be the survivor the of the other, of the other uh, bracket. My brother used to live in Little Shoot. Little fun fact for you. There awesome.
0: You go. Let's move on to Division Number Five, Dennis.
1: Yeah, Number Five. It's uh, kind of a toss-up. Mayville's just had an outstanding season, so I think uh, they're going to run the table there uh, over Aquinas, who uh, was at state last year and you know the perennial champion. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Southern Door and Prairie Sheen, uh, they end up with a seven and two record. Uh, they ranked number ten in Division Five. They got the number one seed in their bracket, and uh, this week they get River Valley, who is in the playoffs at four and six. They made a three and six and won the first round. Wow! So uh, you kind of root for those underdog teams to sneak through, but I think Prairie Sheen can make it. And then they're going to probably run up against uh, Broadhead Judah, a team that. Uh, was uh, 7 and 2 in the regular season and ranked. So that that's a good matchup, but I think Mayville's going to take that division.
0: Let's move on to division number six. The local team is Marshall. They are a number one seed, and uh, Matt Kleinheinz is their head coach. He'll join us next, but who do you have in Division six? Well, I do have Marshall getting to the finals, but uh, final act, uh,
1: St. Mary Springs. That's the school I know from my days back in high school. Uh, Springs is just an outstanding program. The one they're opener over uh, Wyomissing Fremont, forty-seven to twelve. Uh, they came in ranked uh, number one in Division Six. Uh, Marshall uh, was ranked actually number eight in Division Five. They dropped down last year. They were the smallest school in Division Five. This year they're back in six. So be careful what you wish for. I think Springs is pretty f- formidable, but. The way Marshall is, if they can stay healthy, you know some of their best players have been out with some injuries. But I think it's going to be Springs over Marshall, and then you've got uh, Grantsburg and Kenosha St. Joe, another private school.
0: No love for Mark Taucher's uh, Auburndale, who's still alive. The three seed in that same bracket as Marshall.
1: Yeah, they uh, they had a good win uh, over uh, Fall Creek, forty-seven to twenty in the first game. They're eight and uh, one, no nine and one now. They were ranked ninth in Division Six, so they got an
0: outside shot. But I got to go with my home Cardinals there. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. I'm just giving it a hard time all right we go to the final division division seven which actually isn't all wisconsin teams but nonetheless uh we do have uh no area teams it looks like at least no, on the first look. no we
1: don't but i think uh, regis has uh, been running the table they're pretty strong uh they've got them over cashton then pepin allman and uh reedsville is the other teams there uh cashton uh, unbeaten they're the number two team in division seven and then uh, they're in one, one side of the bracket, and the other side is Regis. So you could have a number one versus number two, two 13 uh,
0: 0 teams going head to head to open the day, which would yeah. be an outstanding way to start that for, uh, Thursday. Reedsville, the defending state uh, champion in Division 7, a three seed this year. They have a brand new head coach, Sam Schaefer who I graduated with from the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. So there you go. There you go. Former football player at Stevens Point. So I know who you're rooting for. I'm rooting for Reidsville, my there neck of the woods. I used to cover Reidsville for the brilliant news. And we got one other one. we got the eight-man football
1: bracket. Nobody locally there. Uh, unfortunately, Wisconsin Heights' enrollment is just too large, so they cannot compete in the postseason for it. But uh, another another private school, Newman Catholic. i got them beating DeSoto. Who uh, Wisconsin Heights sees during the regular season,
0: and then Siren and Gibraltar is the other two teams. Well, there you go. Those are the Dean's picks. Take them for what they're worth. He said off the air before we got to him. Little homerism there, right? Well, you, you got to take. You know, you want to see those local teams do well. <laughs> uh,
1: there's nothing better from an attendance standpoint to have them here. But I, again, uh, when you get to the state tournament, this, there's nothing like small town football or sports. True that. You know, in Madison, things get lost in the shuffle of so many things in a bigger city. But when you go to a smaller town, you go to Wana Key, you, you head up to a Lodi, you go to a Poinette, uh, how about Monroe, I mean, if you're out of town for a game... Turn out the lights, the last one, and then you make sure you get your security alarms set
0: because there's nobody left. Well, Everybody's on the road. When we talk about Division 6 and Division 7, right? That's what that's all about. Even in Division 3, Barneville. 4, five right.
1: She's when Barneville gets here for, for boys and girls basketball to state. That That's incredible. I mean, the crowd, the whole town literally is there for the game. No, yeah,
0: no, no doubt about yeah, it. That's what
1: you got to love is supporting your high school teams. And uh, that's why if you look at the. You look at the game programs when you go to a smaller town and you see all the mom and pop businesses and whatever, everybody, whether it's 50 bucks for an ad or uh, a full program or whatever, people chipping in, going, we want to support our kids. And, you know, they're making memories, and we get to document the memories. And that's the best part about our job right now is we're documenting uh, now through, through audio, through video, uh, through the print. Things that uh, pe- people are going to be uh, celebrating for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years.
0: And that's why you've been doing it as long as you have, right? Yeah, you got a passion for it, you, you betcha. Absolutely. He's Dennis Semra. I'm Alex Strofe. It is Zimbracanda's presentation of Prep Mania. We're brought to you in part by our friends at Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, which is Madison's home for craft beer and pub food. Since 1994, they've got four locations in the area, in Hilldale, on the east side of Madison, right downtown and in Fitchburg. It's really easy to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions in those four locations. They've got Wing Wednesdays. I'll tell you what, those dry rub wings. They've got the Cajun dry rub. I'm addicted to them. Visit GreatDanePub.com to find a pub near you. That's GreatDanePub.com. We will chat with Matt Kleinheins, the head coach of Marshall, the number one seed. Right after this, it's Zimbra Konda's presentation of Prep Mania.
5: Give me the green light. Oh, yeah. I'm ready
0: to go Let's have a good time. Go. Rolling on on what Zimberkanda's presentation of Prep Mania talking high school play football and playoffs. And it's the most wonderful up. time so of the year and I'm not talking life. about the Christmas Carol. Alex Stroke, the Dean Dennis Semurai with you live from the Park Bank ESPN at Madison Studios. Got another fun conversation coming up in just a second with Marshall Head Coach Matt klein but first got to tell you about our friends at the GRB Academy, which is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy offers training programs for players of all ages and skill levels. Find the program that fits your training goals and schedule both this fall and this winter. Position player programs, pitching programs, foot speed and fielding camps, power development, and all the in-betweens reach your potential at the 52,000-square-foot state-of-the-art indoor training facility. Visit grbacademy.com to learn more. We go to the phone lines now. Marshall 9-1 on the year, coming off a big win over Westfield in Level 1 of the Division VI playoffs. The Marshall Cardinals will Match up with five-seed Luther this Friday night. And we are joined now by Marshall Head Coach Matt Kleinheinz. Matt, appreciate the time. How are you doing?
5: Uh, you know, we're doing great. It's always good to be having to worry about playing football on Friday night this time of year.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the weather is something to keep an eye on. It's been nice. At least it was really nice last week. I don't know if you'll get that, that fortune this week.
5: We've been really lucky. They're saying 50s on Friday. I'll take that this time of year. I remember a couple years ago they had the big <laughs> Halloween snowstorm.
0: Yeah no kidding we'd rather play in 50s than uh, than a, than a blizzard in in the middle of October which you never know sure. Uh, the there's
1: state. there's something to be. Th- I mean, 1995. Uh, Sun Prairie was at state. We were throwing snowballs out in there after the championship game, just so we could say we were doing <laughs> it at Camp Randall, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, you don't like playing in ice and snow if you don't have to. So hopefully it'll continue here for another three weeks.
0: No kidding. Well, Marshall nine and one on the year, coach. Uh, bring us in. What what has worked for you guys? Averaging about 38 points per game offensively, which is a really nice mark to be at. Obviously. Leads to a nine and one record. You uh, you win the Eastern Suburban Conference this year. What what has worked for you and gotten you here to level two?
5: Yeah, we have got a great group of uh, upperclassmen, blue collar type kids. Um, you know, no, we're not going to wow many people with our speed, um, but they are they're just grinders, and um, you know we're as good as we've been in the trenches. Um, for quite some time, we made a little bit of an offensive switch this year, um, going from an eye back option or a flex bone type look to um, more of a pro set look and and running some split back veer, and that's been uh, really helpful for us. We've got um, four kids that all tote the ball equally well, and the numbers we divided up, you know, amongst those guys, um, you know, we haven't played much of the season um, without. Uh, arguably one of our better players in, in fullback, Matthew Modell. Um But he's played in some of the big games for us. He's been battling injury. We're hoping we get him back again this week. He played in week nine, um, helped us win a conference championship. and we're, He did not play in level one, but we're hoping we'll have him back this week. And, um, but, you know, our quarterback, Colin Peterson, our, our other two running backs, Braden Klubertons and Ramon Campos, have done a great job in our big offensive line, senior Taylor Mahalik, junior Peyton Gundelach. Um, they'll definitely garner some postseason awards with their play.
1: When you look at uh, playoffs, uh, well, first of all, you were ranked, uh, I think, in the final coaches' poll, eighth in Division Five, and then you went down to D6. How, were you kind of, as the athletic director, I'm sure you get uh, privy to some information coaches don't, but were you kind of charting that? Did you think you might be sixth during the year?
5: Oh, we were watching that real close. Um, we actually just missed it last year. We were the smallest school in D5 and our enrollment dropped a few kids this year. Um, so we were hoping um, some of the initial projections that came out had us kind of right on that bubble. Um, and then, you know, the, the you know I, it's almost like Christmas Eve night, you know, the level nine, you know, <laughs> waiting around to see how it's looking. Um, we were pretty confident we were going to be on si- in six based on um, some of the scores that came out. And, you know, we were excited for that. Um, there's always good teams, no matter what division you're in, right? You know, whether we're D5 or D6, there's good teams. But you know, I think there's there's always just a little bit of a sense of relief if you're a a bigger fish in a smaller pond versus the other way around.
1: Yeah, Belleville was the team that knocked you out the, uh, last year, and uh, they're on the opposite side of the well, uh, on the same side the bracket, so they would be a uh, what a state semifinal. Possible opponent. Uh, I'm sure you're kind of looking at that, but you go back to back conference titles. We have the Eastern Suburban was gone for a while. It's back. You like the conference? Uh, Do you think it it prepares you for the postseason?
5: This year was an interesting year in our league. We had it was it was four pretty top heavy teams and four teams that were really really young. Um, You know, as a coach, there's pros and cons with that. I mean, there were some games where we were you know, able to, to get our guys out pretty early and get the JVs some looks. But, you know, and and I don't want this to sound snobbish, but, you know, some of our numbers on some of our better players, you know, aren't great because they didn't get to play a lot. And so, you know, you start going into postseason awards where you think your kids might deserve some recognition. And, you know, there's a high probability that they're not going to get it. But I'll tell you the silver lining in that is um, we've just got a tremendous group of young men that, um, they, they don't care about that stuff. Um, they, would, they would trade those individual awards for a conference championship trophy or a gold ball any day of the week, and that's what I really appreciate about this group is just they're, they're all team first kids. I mean, you look at how much we divvy up the ball on offense, and even on defense, they don't care who gets the TFL or who gets the sack or who makes the tackle. They're, just, they're playing for each other, and they're just happy that someone makes the play.
1: Well, it also probably helps that you have a son who's a senior on the team, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you've coached a lot of these kids in what probably basketball and baseball since maybe say second grade. <laughs>
0: probably. Yeah, like,
1: it's it's like your dad for a bunch of guys, isn't it?
5: it it's bittersweet, you know. I, you don't want it to end for that reason. Um, obviously, I'm very close with this group. Um, like you said, I, I, I didn't get my crack at them in football until they were in high school, because um, I never coached flag or anything like that. Obviously, I was pretty busy in the fall, but I did coach them in basketball and uh, baseball all the way through. So um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, the bond with these guys is tighter than it's going to be in most years. And, um, you know, I think that's part of the reason that we're coaching so hard and they're playing so hard.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about the chemistry there for sure as we are chatting with Marshall head coach Matt Kleinheinz, 9-1 and on the air, getting ready for a level 2 matchup with Luther this Friday night. And Dennis mentioned it early, earlier, Coach. You're both uh, the head coach, obviously, and the athletic director. I imagine football season is absolutely chaotic for you. So let me ask you this, kind of a softball. The advantages of being both the AD and the head football coach and maybe some of the disadvantages of being both the head football coach and the athletic director.
5: The advantages are minimal, and don't let anybody ever tell you <laughs> different. Uh, its uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm just really lucky um, with the administration uh, that I have around me and the assistance that I have around me. Um, it's, it's actually kind of funny. Scott Hilber up at Mayville called me um, last spring because he was going to apply for the AD job at Mayville um, and still wanted to be the head football coach, and he's like, you know, tell me about it. How do you do it? And I said... I'll tell you right now, if you don't have an administration that's going to support you and a really good assistance in your office staff, don't even think about it because it's not doable. Um, And so I'm just very blessed with our our high school principal and our district administrator who are super supportive um, of that. Um, You know, my athletics assistant is great, our high school secretary is great, and my assistant coaching staff is great, and you absolutely can't do it without them.
1: And that's uh, then from the uh, the negatives, I guess. Uh, Well, you got basketball season. Um, I know the Badgers have a doubleheader on Sunday at the Kohl Center. We were talking yesterday. Well, you got winter sports just chomping at the bit here, and you still got uh, fall sports wrapping up.
5: Yeah, you you know, middle school boys basketball. They got a game next week already, and um, you know, our we had our girls basketball parent meeting on Sunday, and so yeah, that stuff is all is all firing up. And, you know, you got to be able to multitask and, you know, and God bless my wife at home. Um, She's, she understands it, she gets it, you know, Um, you know, I had a a teacher one time tell me in an administrative role, you got to do people during the day and you got to do paper at night. And so that's what I try to do. Um, You know, it's interact with the kids and, and be a people person during the day. But, you know, there's a lot of nights I'm sitting in this office till 10, 11, 12 o'clock doing the paperwork too.
1: Uh, we're, getting back to the football team, we were talking about offensively, but uh, championships are won with the defense, so who's who are the studs on that side of the ball, and uh, are you able to play a little to platoon? Or I know during the season you talk about trying to get some time for your JV guys, but down the stretch you got to have your best guys on the field in both ways, don't you?
5: Yeah, we're not platooning much. Um, you know, our senior class is really good, and our juniors that are playing are, are really, really good. And, yeah, and you you hit on the head, Dennis. Our, our defense has been outstanding. So we put in a little bit different scheme this year, um, and it was a little bumpy the first couple of weeks, and, and our scores would indicate that. Um, but our defensive coordinator, Luke Hensler, he's, he's, kinda, he's kind of a mastermind, kind of a football savant, and he made a couple of tweaks um, to some of the things that we started doing at the beginning of the season. And, again, it was all new for the kids. We went – Um, You know, we went from a 4-3 base to a 4-4 base and changed up some things, and kids had to play differently than they played, you know, since youth ball. And so it took a little bit of time, but um, once we got it dialed in here, we only gave up 12 points in the first half in conference play, um, you know, when those guys were out there running. And so um, they're really, really good. I think we're anchored by our outside linebacker, Ramon Campos. Um, He's a returning honorable mention all-state kid. Um, he just he completely owns his half of the field. Um, our middle linebacker Eric Ayella is a three-time uh, first-team all-conference performer. Um, we've got two beasts at D tackle and Taylor Maholik and Peyton Gundelock, and um, you know, and then Peyton, my son, is is one of our our strong side D end who's had a great year. Um, so I mean, we we've got we. We don't have to just play half the field. We can play the whole field. Um, Braden Klubertons is at the other outside linebacker. He was a first-team all-conference performer. So our defense flies around. They're big, they're physical, they're aggressive, um, and that, that's where we butter our bread. We feel like if we get into a, a, a tight game, we like our chances because our defense is really strong.
1: You mentioned Peyton. What are the dynamics coaching your son? At this level. And you've got another one coming up who's a quarterback, right?
5: Yeah. My dynamics with Peyton are better because I don't have to coach him much um, because I I coach the quarterbacks and call the plays, so – uh, they're, they're a lot better with Peyton than they are with Brady. Brady, my, my younger son, is a quarterback, and he and I are going to butt heads. We already do. So um, we'll get over it. He'll mature. I'll mature. Um, but, yeah, with Peyton, it's, it's fun to just to get to watch him play. You know, sometimes you just sit back as a dad, especially when we're on defense. Um, it, it's fun for me just to sit back and, and watch him play. Um, I probably watch him um, a little more closely uh, than I, than I should or would. Um, but just to sit back and watch your kid play a little bit it's, it's a pretty neat experience.
1: And, and the best part about playoffs is you get extra time. So for the younger guys in the program, you know, that's, it's like uh, Badgers in a bowl game, right? All those extra practices.
5: And we talked about that with our kids when we made the playoffs. You know, there's a reason why so many teams are perennially good. And I said it's because their younger guys, you know, if they're going to state every year, they get a whole half a season extra of practice. Um, you know, we tell our younger kids, you're no longer freshmen and sophomores in our program. Uh, you have a season under your belt now, right now you're sophomores and juniors. Um, and they've embraced that. They've really done a nice job. They've amped up their film watching. They're giving us a good look on the scout team. Um, we tell our kids, every one of you here can help us win a game on Friday night. Some of you, it needs to be during the week. The others of you, it's going to be on Friday night. So do something to help us win a game.
0: All right, I gotta know, Matt. Before we let you go, how do you keep so much high energy? You seem like a high energy dude. It's it's an I imagine an exhausting time of year for you, but you seem like you got a lot of juice. How do how do you keep the uh, how do you keep the energy so high this time of year?
5: you know, I, I almost just feel like you owe it to the kids. If you're, if you're going to be in this role and you want to accept this and embrace this, um, you know, we tell our kids don't make excuses. Don't, don't tell me why you can't do something. Tell me why you can do something. And, and you know, if I'm going to be an AD and a dean of students and a football coach, then darn it, those kids deserve – uh, my best every single day, and I'm going to make sure that they get that. Um, you know, we as coaches can only put them in the positions to make plays, but they got to make the plays. and And I think that it rubs off on them. They see they see our coaching staff working as hard as we are. They know we meet every Sunday night for three hours, and we we walk in on Monday with that game plan. We talk about anything and everything that the opponent has, and they know we put the time in. Um, and I, I, maybe even it's a sense of guilt. They know how hard we're working. They're like, "Gosh, these guys are working that hard. We better match that." And however it gets done, it doesn't matter to me. I just want them to have the best experience possible. And um, we've been really fortunate the last couple of years that we've had really good kids and have, have been able to, you know, execute and, and win a lot of football games.
0: Matt, you should see Dennis right now. He's putting on his so- he's putting on his shoulder pads. He's getting ready to run through a brick wall. I, I said, You got to have stock and. <laughs> Red Bull or, <laughs> to,
1: or Mountain Dew or something to keep that caffeine going. Uh, but it's like us this time of year. I mean, there's so many things going on. That's you just you, you you want to do everything you possibly can to maximize your performance as well as your kids' performance.
5: Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I, who knows how many chances you're going to yeah, get at this? Exactly. You know, I had that conversation with somebody this morning. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what next year's going to look like. I don't know what down the road's going to look like. But I know what's in front of us right now, and we've got to take advantage of that while we have the opportunity.
0: To your point, hopefully next week holds a win over Lutheran, a level three matchup. Coach Matt Kleinheinz, appreciate the time. Best of luck and hope to talk to you down the road. Thanks, guys. Matt Kleinhein's the head coach and the athletic director over at Marshall High School. Real quick, Stoughton Health provides comprehensive and compassionate care to the Stoughton community and the entire Madison area, from their sports rehab facilities in Oregon and Stoughton to their renowned ortho team with Dr. Ravel. Stoughton Health can help. Learn more at stoughtonhealth.com. More high school football talk right after this. It's Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Rolling out at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN App and Wisconsin On Demand. Alex Strove, the Dean, Dennis Semra, hanging out with you from the Park Bank, ESPN Madison Studios. Uh, we don't pick favorites, Dennis, but if we had to, I imagine the guy we're going to talk to now would be uh, high on that list. He is the All-City Madison Coach of the Year. The head coach of Madison Memorial getting ready for their level two matchup tomorrow as this airs. Mike Harris with us on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Coach, congratulations on the the honor of the All City Coach of the Year and congratulations on the level one win.
6: Oh, thanks, Alex. I really appreciate it. It's such a, a great honor to be recognized by uh, the peers alike throughout the city. And as I was saying earlier, it was fun to, to touch base and, and meet up with the guys and, and relish what had gone on throughout the season.
1: Well, look at what you guys have gone through over the last few years just to get uh, the city schools back playing again. Uh, your team has hit the ground running a little bit faster maybe some of the other ones have in the city. But um, you know, what, what was that dynamic like? You know, you've, you get to sit in a room, you get to pick the best players in the city so you can award them, you know, give them their their due recognition. But what was it like just being back with those guys?
6: Uh, I'd say, you, you know, even being, uh, being able to just – confer with one another and 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 uh share some of our our highs and, and some of our lows and and really have a a concerted effort with how we're picking the city teams it was just an enjoyable experience um and also keep in mind that we get to hear from uh uh jesse Norris from uh madison Edgewood. we get to hear a little bit about uh jesse norris's um teams and and what his players are like so it was really uh, an enjoyable evening to, to meet with all the coaches there um
1: I guess starting out, uh, we, we we chance to see you guys play against uh, was the Waukesha West. It was, yeah. early in the season, yeah. and uh, yes. Middleton. Yeah, uh, was was another, another another good game for you guys. You want? I guess taking a look on the season, um, are you about where you thought you might be?
6: You know, we we obviously were disappointed with the with the outcome of what happened with the Middleton competition as well as the Verona game. Um, but that's you know that's the joy of playing the game, and um, the players have worked tremendously hard in the off season. Um, there was a lot of commitment and dedication with this senior class. Um, they took leadership and the onus to pull all the newcomers in, um, and this was determined back in November when we met off season to to prepare for our off season workouts and set our goals with what we wanted to do as a team. And you could start to see. Um, a lot of the gelling happening over the summer Um, they were meeting on their own independently to do passing after our workouts Um, we saw the linemen starting to form their their uh, their fellowship and camaraderie with one another and that started growing even further so um, I was really happy with the overall outcome um, and uh, it's a really special group of leaders that we have going on in our team
0: Mike Harris, head coach of Madison Memorial with us here on Zimberconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Mike, you got the four seed in Division One. you host Milwaukee Pulaski last week and well you didn't look like a four seed, 56-0, to zero, a huge win in level one of the playoffs. Now you roll into Arrowhead uh, this week, uh, your matchup on Friday, Mike. I, I, I obviously, you know, just momentum, I, I guess would be my word choice here, to get such a big win in, in level one. What does that mean for you guys as you head to take on that top seed in Arrowhead?
6: Well, the focus was to make sure that we came out ahead with, um, with – as few injuries as possible, staying as healthy as possible and making sure that the concepts that we've been focusing on to prepare for that particular matchup last Friday were, were in full effect. Um, And the same approaches with, with this week. I mean, we know Arrowhead's a number one seed. We understand that this is a a tremendous window that is open for us to try to get in and and have something with uh, uh, such a high caliber team that, that Arrowhead is, Um, you know, there's, a lot of D1 candidates on their team, and they have you know 150 plus athletes lined up. And I'm told that it is just uh, an electrifying atmosphere. So we're excited about having that opportunity, and we're very grateful that Arrowhead's going to be hosting. Um, a lot of concentration now is going to be on uh, making sure that we are communicating very well. Um, you know, we try to tell the players that the the physicality of everything is has already been set. We can't we can't go back in a week and and try to boost up our speed or our strength and our size to try to match up um, uh, you know, with, with teams at this point in the game. It's more of how well can we understand our concepts, how well are we communicating, and how well do we know what we're seeing on that, that field the opposite of, of uh, Spartan green and white.
1: Uh, Coach, you've got a couple of players, one in either side of well, actually one that plays both sides, Joe Mueller, and then uh, yeah. Charlie Erlandson. First of all, getting Charlie back last year. He was out a good part of the season. But the impact that he has had on your team on and off the field.
6: There's a definitive reason why he's a team like captain. Um, he, he takes charge. He understands exactly what needs to be accomplished on the field offensively. He, he thoroughly understands everyone's role on the team. Um, You know, this is the quality of the kid. He 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 calls the the quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator Chris Sinetti on a Sunday night to just talk about what he's seeing on film late at late on Sunday nights. Um, You know, we had some film sessions this week and he's the last one to leave our film sessions each night. Um, So uh, a truly a young man who leads by example. You, you, you might know that he's also an all-state golfer
1: that's correct and so okay. you
6: know you, you you talk about the guy that has a concentration on what needs to be done um, and live in the moment that's that's kind of the caliber nature of him so um i'm really i'm really proud of him he's he's earned a lot of the credit that he's he's receiving right now
1: uh, Joe Mueller. I ran into Joe at a at a soccer match, and said, said, uh, "Cheering the boys." He goes, "Hey, these guys are here for us. We got to be there for them." You love right. to see that guys. Uh, you know, the kids out following their their uh, peers and their other sports.
6: I can't I can't speak enough about how, how happy I am for him. He it, Joe is uh, the one who leads by example. Um, you know, we had some weight sessions this winter, um, Dennis and. Um, the energy was maybe a little bit down for a second or two. And he is the one in there who's um, he's got, you know, five or 10 pound plates in his hands and he's banging them up on the, on the racks, trying to get a guy's excited and, and motivated. And uh, he's just, he's full throttle every single time that you see him, he, he doesn't hold anything back. And I think that's just the nature of, of who he is Um, class act, Uh, He was an academic All-State, and uh, I just found out this morning that um, I believe Northern Michigan is going to offer him rides. So he's pretty, you know, we're excited about that. I'm not sure if he's going to take up on it or not, but just to to hear coaches that are excited about the possibility of having Joe play for them, um, you know, it it really warms my heart because this young man has put so much time and energy into everything, and um, you know, there's a real reason why he was our unanimous team captain, um, and he got all the votes. Uh, we do um, we do kind of a, a campaign speech in order to do our team elections, and the moment I heard his campaign speech, I thought if, if they don't vote for him to be team captain, I think this team is, is pointing in the wrong direction.
1: So, <laughs> this there's um, trouble, yeah. You betcha. Yeah. Uh, three keys against Arrowhead. What's it going to take on Friday night? Oof. <laughs>
6: Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> They're very big up front, very big up front. Um, so we're going to need to do our best to try to have some semblance of a, of a, of a battle in the trenches. Um, they are uh, very, very adept at disguising what they're doing defensively. Um, they will switch from a, a, an even front to an odd front, and they will roll their coverage, and sometimes their coverage will, will switch so that we have to try to exploit what they give us there. Um, their their uh, offense is very powerful with the run game, and if we are not careful, we will um, uh, maybe have an issue with them slipping it to their receiver, who is very very quick and and uh, very tall and, and grabs everything that's been thrown to him. Um, I would say if we can manage any kind of tempo, so I'm talking, you know, four or more yards on first down, or maintaining the, the third down conversion battle if we can maintain tempo um, if we can win the penalty war and if we can do anything with specials they have an outstanding kicker and if we can somehow try to use our skill set to get a, uh, a yardage battle going on it may be a good competition we're hoping to give you guys a good look
0: absolutely mike harris the head coach of madison memorial Hanging out with us, uh, Mike. You always talk. You know, it, it. It seems like you just have you know so much gratitude to be in the position to help these kids, and and you know, hearing you talk about the guys on your team, it's just so, it's just so awesome to hear a guy. You know. At the top of a program like you are, just so you know, grateful to be to have that opportunity, and you know the opportunity to compete against a team like Arrowhead. You said it's going to take everything, which realistically, it's a one seed. I understand, you know, the, the the circumstances, but what's kind of the message been to your team this week? Uh, you know, facing a school that's been so successful over the years like Arrowhead, is is it you know people are going to count us out, but you can't count yourself out, or what's kind of the message been in practice this week for you?
6: Oh, Alex, you know, I don't think we, we, we took that approach at all. Um, I think you hit it best, and that's, you know, maintaining a tempo, trying your best to, to uh, um, uh, appreciate and, and have uh, uh, some sense of humility for the opportunity that we've received and, and cherish every moment that we can have together. I mean, this is a, a, a team of, of band of brothers, literally. I mean, I have uh, twins that are on the team, <laughs> seniors, and they're, this is a band of brothers that we want to continue and enjoy this moment. And um, in order to do so, we need to make sure that we are giving our best and giving our all. Um, last night, for example, you know, it's bitter cold out. Uh, the rain is soaking everyone down to the bone. And as soon as the, the rain lifts up, we have a beautiful sunset. And so we told everyone, hey, let's pause for one second Look over to our right, and let's enjoy this this beauty this beauty of sunset that we have. Because again, we get to relish in this moment together as a team. And you know, everyone was just kind of taken back by the mystique and awe of it all. Um, you know, I'm I'm not discrediting uh, Heartland Arrowhead at all, and we know what they bring to the table, but also. Um let's be, let's be honest with ourselves. We have some outstanding athletes on our team as well, and we're going to do our best to, to bring a fight to them as much as we can.
1: Hey, big 8 versus the Classic 8. All right. <laughs> we know who we're rooting for on this end. <laughs> I appreciate you guys.
0: <laughs> well, Mike Harris, the head coach of Madison Memorial, we always appreciate the time. Congrats again on the uh, the award you won earlier uh, this month, and uh, best of luck on Friday against Arrowhead. Where you, like Dennis said, you know who we're rooting for.
6: Oh man, Alex Dennis, thank you so much and as always we appreciate all you do for athletics
1: here.
0: Yeah, right back at you, Mike. Right. You're 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 the best of the best. He uh, that is Mike Harris of Madison Memorial. We'll continue the conversation of the WIA State Football Playoffs right after this. It's Imperconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Yeah. Yeah, Zimbraconda's presentation of Mania wrapping it up. I think Dennis Semra put on his shoulder pads. He's ready to go play for one of the coaches uh, we talked to tonight here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Mania. Big thanks to Andrew Selgrad of Columbus, Brett St. Arnold of Mount Horror Barneville, Matt Kleinheins of Marshall, and Mike Harris of Madison Memorial. Good luck to all those teams tomorrow in Level 2 of the WIAA playoffs. A reminder, no game on one hundred point five ESPN tomorrow with the Milwaukee Bucks playing in Milwaukee. We'll have that game on the radio side, but over on WisconsinOnDemand.com and YouTube you can find the free video stream as Sun Prairie East plays host to DeForest, Jesse Nelson and Dennis Semrau. We'll, have, we'll be on the call and have you for that one tomorrow night. Coverage starts at 6.45 on Wisconsin On Demand. So just a reminder not on the radio side, but you can't get it on the video side. Uh, our wonderful production staff will have you covered. Should be a good one. You know, we're used to want keep Forest and Sun Prairie East uh, taking on Middleton, but now we flip that, right? Key in Division 1, now Sun Prairie East in Division 2. It was the other way around last year, but Like last year, hopefully both of those teams can get back to the Kohl Center. At least some of the area teams hopefully do. Hey, before we go, got to tell you about our friends over at Canopy Wealth Management, which believes community is everything, and they are constantly working toward the betterment of our community. That's why they partnered with Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. I, I can't believe it's already level two of the WIA playoffs tomorrow. Time just flies uh, as we are already over two months into the high school football season and quickly approaching the state championships just four weeks away at Camp Randall Stadium. Hey, a reminder, if you're going to be at a game tomorrow, tweet us. Let us know where you're at. Keep us posted on the score updates. Tweet us and tag us at ESPN Madison. You can also get us on Facebook at ESPN Madison or hit us on the talk and text line as uh, we will report those scores throughout tomorrow night, 844 770 377 76 uh, reminder that that columbus game did get moved to one o'clock or rather the marshall game got moved to one o'clock on saturday rather uh, than the regular friday nighttime due to baldwin woodville uh, coming from a little bit over two hours away so they want to uh, make sure they're home before midnight uh so that way they move that game to saturday at one o'clock the only game in the state being played on saturday the rest of them the regularly scheduled 7 o'clock Friday night game. Well, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy level two of the high school football playoffs. We're back with you at 6 o'clock tomorrow prior to the Bucks pregame coverage starting. We'll preview the game on the radio side and then on Wisconsin on demand. at Sun Prairie East and DeForest. That'll do it for us tonight. Again, a big thank you to Andrew Selgrad, Brett St. Arnold, Matt Kleinheinz and Mike Harris, and a big thank you to our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ali Sala, for the Dean Dennis Semrau and Alex Gravat running the show. I'm Alex Strofe. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.